It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome, Pewter Report readers, viewers, and listeners to a brand new edition of the Pewter Report podcast Energized by Celsius, the official energy drink of PewterReport.com and the Pewter Report podcast. Want to say hello to all of the Pewter people that are joining us in the chat. We are excited to get into a big time show today as we discuss the fact that it is win or go home with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If they win, they get another week and potentially another week after that, potentially another week after that, and then potentially a bye, and then another game after that bye. That would be the Super Bowl. Or they could lose, and they're done. And there's a lot of questions going into said offseason about a number of different topics. But we'll save that conversation for later after the game is played. we got a lot to get into. I'm your host, Matt Taylor. Joined with me is my fellow colleague from PeterReport.com that joined me today from the Bucks facility, Adam Sly Slavon. Adam, thanks for joining. What's going on? What's up? Uh, doing pretty good. Uh, excited to get into talking about the Bucks and also what the Pewter people have to say. I'm sure there's a lot on their minds uh, after the Pro Bowl selections yesterday. And also a shout out. Uh, we're just over 100 subscribers away from hitting 13,000 on the YouTube yes. channel. And 13 actually is a good number because, you know, Mike Evans. So Yeah, of course. The the greatest offensive player of all time. So, yeah, please, if you're not already doing so, please uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. As Adam said, we're almost at 13,000. We'd love to get to that Mike Evans number by the end of the season. And again, we don't know if that means the season is going to end on Sunday. We will be talking about Mike Evans, but first, we have yeah. to talk about one of the biggest travesties in the history of the NFL and specifically in the Pro Bowl. The largest snub, the most gigantic snub of all time, complete and utter BS, Antoine Winfield Jr., the free safety for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that is having an all-pro season did not make the Pro Bowl. He was listed as an alternate. And in over him is Buda Baker of the Arizona Cardinals, who is a very respected safety in this league. But you compare the numbers, you talk about what these players mean to their respective defenses – and there is no category, no 
hypothesis that anybody can come up with that would make sense as to why Buda Baker is in over Antoine Winfield Jr. We have yeah. people in Tampa talking about how ridiculous it is. We have the national media going to bat for Antoine Winfield Jr. A lot of people are angry, including Antoine Winfield Jr. and his family. It is so absurd that I almost didn't believe it when I first saw it. Adam, your thoughts about one of the most ridiculous things that we have seen in the history of the NFL. Matt, it's absolutely despicable that the best safety in the National Football League was not selected to the Pro Bowl. That guy is Antoine Winfield Jr., also known as Tweez, uh, Shaq Barrett said today. But as you said, it's a travesty. In what world is Antoine Winfield Jr. not a Pro Bowl caliber player? I mean, you look at the stats, they really do the talking. When you compare him to Buda Baker, he has 117 total tackles, five sacks, five forced fumbles, four fumble recoveries, three interceptions. This man has done it all for the Bucs defense this season. Uh, as Casey Rogers said today, he's played in the nickel when you go back to last season. He's asked to play as a safety. He plays in the box. He blitzes. He covers. When you think of a safety and you you build the perfect safety, you think of number 31. Defenses ha or Offenses have to game plan against him week in and week out. So the fact he wasn't named to the Pro Bowl, it it's disgraceful. It absolutely is a disgrace. And you brought the stats of Antoine Winfield Jr. You look at Buda Baker, he's only played in 11 games this season. Antoine Winfield Jr. has played in every single game. Antoine Winfield Jr. has 40 more tackles than Buda Baker. He has five more forced fumbles than Buda Baker because Buda Baker does not have a forced fumble on the season. You know what he also doesn't have? An interception. He also doesn't have a fumble recovery. And he has a donut in the comment or the section that says sacks. Antoine Winfield Jr., on the other hand, has five sacks, has three interceptions, five forced fumbles, four fumble recoveries. It just makes no sense at all whatsoever because the Pro Bowl, you know, it's the NFL's version of an all-star game. So for the people that say, oh, you can't just box score watch, you got to watch the tape and you got to look at this. We hear you, and that's the case like 95% of the time when it comes to comparing players, when it comes to looking at why a team is struggling or why they are succeeding. But the Pro Bowl specifically is made for these type of things where, yes, the tape is still very, very important, but because it's also a fan vote and a coach and player vote as well, the yeah. stats do help tell the story of who is playing the best this season and who deserves to be in that game. And what's crazy is Antoine Winfield Jr. is going to fall into the footsteps. I shouldn't say fall, but step into the footsteps of Levante David in terms of in 2013, Levante David was a first team all pro. He did yep. not the Pro Bowl. There have been two other times in Levante's career where he's made all pro. Twice he's made second team all pro. That was in 2016 and in 2020 when the Buck <clears throat> when the Bucks won the Super Bowl, excuse me. He's only made the Pro Bowl once in his career. I believe it was in 2015. It's either 2014. I, I think so. Yeah. So um, there's already that kind of precedent for the Bucs and specifically great defensive Bucs players. 
Now, Antoine Winfield Jr. has made a Pro Bowl in his career in 2020 as a rookie. He also made the all-rookie team um, that season as well. I think one of the other issues that I really have with this is because there are not different, but there's two views with the Pro Bowl. There are people, and I think even more after today, people view this more as the Pro Bowl is a joke. Um, not everyone wants to play. They don't even play flag football game. They have a flag football game. Even in said flag football game, you know, Tyler Huntley was a quarterback last year in, in the Pro Bowl. Matt Jones made the Pro Bowl as a rookie. The players don't take it seriously because so many people opt out of it. Where in the NBA, LeBron plays, Kevin Durant plays, uh, Luca plays. Giannis plays. Yeah. Giannis plays. The list goes on and on and on. Hopefully Jalen Brunson's playing this year. But anyway. Um, so if the players take it as a joke and then anyone can kind of get in because, oh, well, the first 15 people decided that they're not going to go to the Pro Bowl. So now this person's a Pro Bowler. Fine, whatever. But you can't view the Pro Bowl as a joke. And then when we're building Hall of Fame resumes and careers and everything else, and it's, oh, it's this guy versus this guy and Player A has 10 Pro Bowls. Player B only has four. Well, well, you the player Bowl. A is better. Yeah, exactly. So you can't – and we're all in agreement all pro is more important than the Pro Bowl anyway. But you cannot use the Pro Bowl as a Hall of Fame resume-building criteria. You cannot use it as a credential for the Hall of Fame if you're going to call the joke at the same time and you're going to leave players deserving of the Pro Bowl – out of the game based on, oh, well, Buda Baker's been there for a little bit longer. It just doesn't make sense to me. No, it doesn't. And it also is going to impact Antoine Winfield Jr.'s next next contract, uh, being a free agent. It's like the Pro Bowls and all pro selections matter when it comes to getting a Boston Canton, Ohio, getting a contract, but really nothing else. And the Pro Bowl is almost, well, it is. It's pretty much a joke. And when you think about it, if Antoine Winfield Jr. like makes the Pro Bowl, he would probably get more money on his next contract just because there's that little honor attached to his name. So, again, it, it's really just a joke. And that's another side of it, Adam, is, you know, there are different player incentives every single year. We've talked about Baker Mayfield and the money that he can get based on the amount of playing time, the amount of yardage. And if they make the postseason, he gets an incentive as well. Not every single player, but some players have in their contracts incentives if you make the pro bowl you get more money there are things built in with the rookies as well i saw this tweeted out the other day puka nakua because he made the pro bowl there is something in the last year of his contract he ends up getting a little bit more money because he made the pro bowl sauce gardner the uh, very talented cornerback of the new york jets is going to his second straight pro bowl um that means more money is built in and guaranteed in his last year of his contract because he reached those hurdles of making the Pro Bowl. And I'm not saying Sauce Gardner is not deserving. I think he absolutely is. But it helps guys like that. It really hurts Antoine Winfield Jr. Um, in that type of situation, which is really unfortunate to see. Um, the other side of it is Antoine Winfield Jr. tweeted last night about it. Well, he used an emoji. He used hmm. the uh, hmm, hmm. thinking emoji. And uh, on top of that, his dad, and that's the other thing about this, uh, before we talk about Antoine Winfield Sr., who had some things to say um, about his son not making it. 
I understand the notion of, okay, the Bucks have not been in the spotlight for a while. That's why Levante David got overlooked for, for, for a very long time. That's not the case anymore, okay? No. Since Anton Winfield Jr. has been in the league, Tom Brady was the starting quarterback of the team that he played for. They have made the playoffs every single year of Anton Winfield Jr.'s NFL career, and he's won a Super Bowl. He is the son of a player. That holds a little bit more water when your dad was a 14-year NFL veteran who's made a couple of Pro Bowls, who I believe was a second-team All-Pro as well. And then, I mean, that's so difficult to live up to. We're seeing it right now with, like, Bronny James over at USC. The son of a player comes in and is already off to a better career than what his dad was. Like, people know who Antoine Winfield Jr. is. It's a little bit different than almost any other player on this roster, any other young and up-and-coming player on this roster, which makes it absolutely even crazier. So Antoine Winfield Jr. had his tweet, and then Antoine Winfield Sr. uh, went on Instagram. He posted a picture of a tweet from Greg Allman uh, of Fox Sports where Allman just did what we uh, were just talking about, comparing the stats of Antoine Winfield Jr. and Buda Baker. And his um, his comment was, in all caps, we demand a recount with a couple of emojis of uh, the emoji screaming. And then this is all in lowercase. Most of it's in lowercase. At the NFL, somebody has some explaining to do. Ain't no way. That's in all caps. In lowercase. Hell, all caps. Buda Baker goes to the Pro Bowl ahead of my little man with and in all caps, no stats with another yelling emoji. I know how important Pro Bowls are on the resume, and it just so happens to be his contract year with another thinking emoji. We ain't going for the BS. Somebody needs to holla at me. So I just want to say that's a supportive dad. Very supportive. Very but, supportive uh, for sure. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, taking this into account with Antoine Winfield Jr. not making the Pro Bowl – is he one of the most underrated players in the game of football? And it, you may say there's other players, but certainly on defense, right? Because Antoine Winfield Jr. has to be a top five, top 10 player on defense in the NFL. It's it's a joke that he won't get a Pro Bowl nod, but he's more than likely going to be an All-Pro. And he should also be in the Defensive Player of the Year conversation. There's the Miles Garretts, the TJ Watts, yeah. the Micah Parsons. Antoine Winfield Jr., he's made just as many plays as them. Maybe not in the sack numbers. They got to line him out outside, he's a outside linebacker. Because he's yeah. a safety. He's a, he has five of them. Like, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, love this comment from Long Lost Glazer. He says, Winfield calling his all-pro safety son, my little man, is objectively hilarious. Yeah, I was kind of thinking that, too. It's a little funny that he said that. So, we spoke to Antoine Winfield Jr. yesterday before the Pro Bowl balloting came out. Um, today, since we didn't speak to Antoine Winfield Jr., we did speak to um, Casey Rogers, the co-defensive coordinator. Also spoke to Mike Evans, who made the Pro Bowl. We'll talk about Mike right after this. Yeah. Uh, but here is a little bit of Mike and a lot of uh, Casey Rogers talking about Antoine Winfield Jr. being absolutely snubbed. Yep. A lot of guys get snubbed, but that was probably the biggest one mm-hmm. that I've seen in my time in the league. I know you're- How do you vote? Pardon? Have you seen a guy have a better year than 
Antoine Winfield Jr. and not get on that team? And I've been around. I've been blessed to be in this league for a few years, and I've been around a lot of good safeties, but he's going to be right there. And I'm saying from my standpoint, this guy should be up all pro. Yeah. This guy should be in the conversation for defensive MVP, yeah. and he don't make the Pro Bowl. That, you know, we don't get to decide that, but we know what he means to us. And, right. and he does it week in and week out. You can't say he disappeared this game, this guy won. was a true soldier and I just, my hat goes off to him and I honestly think it is a travesty. I love what Coach Roger said at the end. I honestly think it's a travesty because it is. It, ab- it, it absolutely is. It's, listen, if, if it was a situation where Jesse Bates was the starter and Antoine was still on the team as a backup, can I can live under- with it. I, exactly. I can live with it. I can understand it because he's still in. But the fact that he's just an alternate is probably the most bizarre thing out of all that. So because of that, uh, Mike Evans is the only Buccaneers player that was named as a starter or even a backup uh, for the Pro Bowl. Congrats. Big congrats to Mike. I think yeah. well-deserving. We'll talk about that in just a second. Um, the other alternates, Winfield, Tristan Wirfs, Vita Vea, and who's the last one that I'm missing? Tristan Wirfs, Vita Vea. Baker. Baker May. Yeah, that's right. Baker yeah. May How could you forget Baker? <laughs> I had all my attention on Antoine Winfield Jr. It was going on if, there. If we could just talk about the alternates as well. Two guys – should have also been alternates that weren't even named on there. Uh, Levante David. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Again, that goes without uh, over, saying though, over yeah, Bobby was... Wagner. It's yeah. And then also Rashad white, who he's been one of the best backs in terms of getting scrimmage yards all season. And you can understand that Kyron Williams, Deandre Swift, Christian McCaffrey, were all named over him, yeah. but at least an alternate man. Yeah, and uh, Rashad White had tweeted about that as well. He tweeted, not even an alternate, uh, again, with the thinking emoji, then LOL, then the laughing crying emoji, 100, and then a hand with a pen as he is writing it down. And you know, to, to your point, Adam, that running back group, it, it's tough to look at it and say, oh, Rashad White should be in over, I mean, obviously Christian McCaffrey, but uh, some of the other guys as well. Um, but I do think Rashad has a case to be an alternate. His overall rushing yards, it's middle of the pack. You know, it's 15th in the NFL. That's okay. Where he makes a case is as a receiver running back. He's uh, second in the NFC, third in the NFL amongst running backs with 531 receiving yards. But where Rashad really, I think, makes his best case is he has uh, 1,446 yards from scrimmage. That is the seventh best in the league. Um, there are a couple people in front of him. He's one yard behind AJ Brown, so he could surpass him. Uh, Puka, uh, sorry, James Cook is fifth on the list. He's sixty-nine, nice yards behind James Cook, and he's eighty-eight yards behind Puka Nakua, who is fourth. Now Nakua is playing in the game this week, but that's only because he's twenty-eight yards behind the rookie. NFL record for receiving yards in a season. So as soon as he gets that, he's going to be out of the game. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying Rashad's going to pass all of these guys, but there is an opportunity because the Bills obviously have a big game on Sunday night, but there's a chance that he could pass AJ Brown and could pass even Puka Nakua in in the on the season for the scrimmage yards. And sure, some of it's by the fault of the other guys not playing. 
But I mean, yeah. if Rashad White ends up in the top six, top five of overall scrimmage yards in a season, that's really damn impressive for a guy coming into the season had a lot to prove that he can be the every game starter that the Bucks can really rely on him. And he absolutely has. There's one more person I'm going to add to the mix that probably should have been an alternate. Yeah, and that's Money Mac. That's Chase. McClough. Oh, yeah. The year that he's having, too, I think uh, at least an alternate consideration would have been nice. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I know Brandon Aubrey. I think that's his name from the Cowboys. Has had a heck of a season as a yeah. kicker. I think he's nine for nine on 50 yard field goals. But again, just making him an alternate. And I want to go back to your point of Rashad White mentioning. I think he's only he's at 916 rushing yards. So he just needs about 84 more yeah. to get a thousand. I want to see if he hits that or if he scores a touchdown. He's in the end zone putting up that hmm emoji. Yes. And <laughs> just just kind of letting everybody know like, hey, the national media may doubt you, but week in and week out, we're going to go out and we're going to win football games. And if they win this week, hey, they'll be nine and eight. They'll be in the playoffs. And a lot of people <laughs> will be proven wrong after they were thinking, hey, this is a three, four win team going into the season. Yeah, Rashad's had some great touchdown celebrations as of he late. Has. He had the uh, who was it, little yacht, little yachty, when uh, he like runs out to the stage, not running, but like when he's jumping out to the stage uh, when his song's going on. He had that one, and then uh, one of the more recent ones he scored, where they essentially like put a mic in front of him and he's yeah. freestyling with uh, the rest <laughs> out there. So Rashad's had some great, great touchdown celebrations as of late. Uh, no rhyming intended, even though that's what Rashad White wanted to do with that, with that celebration. I hope he scores on Sunday in a moment where it's not like extremely crucial and you can kind of like relax a little bit and have a good celebration. I think he will have something creative. So shout out to those guys. Shout out Rashad White. Um, a lot of deserving Bucks players, even though uh, it's been an up and down year. Let's give our flowers to Mike Evans for making the Pro Bowl. I was a little worried about Mike. For everything that happened to Antoine Winfield Jr., that made me worried about Mike Evans because Mike has been snubbed before. Mike gets overlooked at times because of other players and the people in the running as well. It was obviously C.D. C. Lamb made it. A.J. Brown made it. Um, two very deserving players. You had Amon Ross and Brown in the mix. You had um, D.J. Moore in the mix and IU. So I was, I'm actually a little surprised that Mike got yeah. the starter nomination i thought he was just going to be a backup if he got in so i'm very happy to see him as a starter and so that's the flip side of things is you know mike from being in the league a little bit longer and and building up some of those accolades mike probably got the nod as a starter where if you're really really breaking it down yes he does lead the league in touchdowns but as far as yards and receptions you could have given the nod to someone else. So I'm extremely happy that that Mike got it. <laughs> Is it a Hall of Fame builder? I don't know because we can't we can't use it in an argument for Anton Winfield Jr. about how it shouldn't and then say, oh, well, it counts for Mike Evans because that's not being fair. That's not being objective. Yeah, uh, I, I will, I, yeah go ahead. I was going to say when you when you look at Mike Evans, it looks like this season he's finally getting his flowers. And – I want to say, like, if he didn't have, I think it's 14 touchdowns this year, let's say he maybe had seven or he had six, he yeah. probably would have been snubbed. But the yeah. fact he kind of has that that little sexy number, ooh, 14, he's leading the league in, in touchdown receptions, I think that's really bolstered his case. And 
it it's about time that that one buck isn't uh, snubbed for making the Pro Bowl. Mike Evans is more than deserving based on the season he's had uh, since entering the NFL. You could. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Argue this is maybe his best season in the NFL. So, again, props to him. Yeah, it's one of his better uh, one of his better seasons for sure. Especially going to this year, the whole I'm not even gonna say dispute, but everything going on with with his contract that does make me worry though. I mean, because he will be a free agent. I know we got asked about it today and he's like, yeah, it's fun being out there, especially being with some of the younger guys and stuff, being around the best players. I don't really know if Mike's going to play in this game. Like what no. is the incentive for Mike to play when he's a free agent? If he was under contract. Yeah. I, I think Mike plays and that's if the Bucks don't get to the Super Bowl. I just, I don't see Mike playing in a game where he is, um, where, where he's going to be a free agent. Now, if he was going to play, it would make this event so much more fun because last year the only representative from the Bucks was Tristan Wirfs. And we love seeing Tristan. We we love seeing him being um honored with some of the best in the league. But this game, now that's a flag football game, there's nothing to do for the linemen. I mean, there's that yeah. stupid obstacle course thing that they do at halftime. It was literally just Wirfs pushing a wagon, essentially, with Cam Jordan of all people. They need to have a a food eating contest. I think you've been a proponent yeah, of that. Yeah, they need a little bit more for the linemen on the day of the game itself because like all the other events they're so sporadic they're all over the place i don't know how much people tune into that versus the game itself but i mean if you watch the game you saw tristan worse for maybe two and a half minutes <laughs> and yeah. like that's it and that's just the nature of him being an offensive lineman it's it's no one's fault really but if mike plays if, if mike gets nominated and he plays like he's gonna be in on every down he might play a little defense he can make some highlight plays there's a lot more stuff with skill position players uh in the pro bowl so i hope mike play i hope mike just gets signed by the bucks and then decides to play i don't think that'll be the case same thing with baker as an alternate yeah you know um baker could be the guy that replaces brock purdy or, or jalen hurts or even Dak and well, if Baker's a free agent, again, there's no incentive for Baker to, to play in the game because there's only negatives with very little positives. Um, we do have Dave Canales talking about Mike Evans, who did make the Pro Bowl, as we said, and just yep. um, overall what Mike Evans has meant to this team, what it's been coach, what it's been like coaching him. And we know how Dave Canales can go in depth, and he does about Mike Evans. Yeah, there's this uh, football intelligence, you know, this, this uh, we call it FBI, you know, in the building, you know, this football IQ where he just really knows how to stem routes and get himself open. He's so used to teams double covering him, triple covering him at times, you know, and for him to be able to find the right stem to get him access in the route and then finish at the top, like, you know, it's the craziest thing when you see teams double and then all of a sudden, 
the quarterback starts to work the other side of the field and try to find a completion there. And like you watch the film later, he found a way to get open, you know? So um, it gives you confidence that he's going to present himself at the right time. It's like all those things that you just, you can't quantify, you know, and you can't really just teach it all in a, in a moment. It's things that happen over time, over a career. Um, the competitiveness of the guy, you know, um, just like, he just keeps playing. He just keeps finding a way to fight, to scrap. Um, another thing I learned about him, just his willingness in the run game. Like, you know, through a game last week that was pretty hard, you know, just trying to find throws, trying to find rhythm. And while we were mixing in those runs, like he still was working, he's still working his butt off on the backside to block corners and safeties. And um, and really just a humble guy too, you know, and, and where there were games like, like he had every right to be frustrated, you know, and, and uh, games that were hard for us and he never turned on the offense he never made a big scene about Mike you know and, and and these things he just kept working you know and he and he found a way to get himself back to focus by the next drive and and that's been really a blessing for me um and uh, something that I really respect out of him and as a follow Mike Evans has been extremely essential to the Buccaneers offense not just this season but really for his entire career. That's why he is the greatest offensive player of all time. I don't think that Celsius in Bucks history of all time. I don't know if Celsius named this after Mike Evans, but they got these new flavors under the uh, umbrella of Celsius essentials. And uh, they are absolutely great. You guys got to go out and make sure you get them as soon as possible. They got the blue crush the uh, Dragonberry as well. Um, fun to see these new flavors at Celsius. They're always bringing out flavor after flavor, which is really cool. So the Celsius Essentials are uh, performance energy drinks with 270 milligrams of caffeine to help you live fit. They're formulated for the fitness enthusiast looking to elevate their performance. Has an unbeatable combination of ingredients that support your physical and cognitive performance. And as always, with all of their drinks, there is no sugar. Uh, Celsius Essentials is the ultimate energy drink by Celsius. And like we said, formulated for the fitness enthusiast. It's made with Celsius proprietary Meta Plus formula that has three essential aminos. And it gives you an unbeatable combination of ingredients that support, as we said, the, uh, your physical and cognitive performance. With a specially formulated lineup of bold flavors, Celsius Essentials is a game changer for those wanting to unlock their full potential and take their fitness journey to the next level. They are available at 7-Elevens nationwide. There's a three-flavor variety pack now available at Walmart, and they are rolling out nationwide right now at select retailers. You can also pick them up over at Amazon. So make sure you check out the new Performance Energy essentials coming from celsius of course we love all of our celsius flavors so uh it's not a bad thing either if you go buy the uh the sparkling orange sparkling watermelon strawberry lemonade arctic vibes what i had this morning fuji apple pear the cola the uh lemon lime as well so great great flavors the cosmic vibe oasis vibe as well can't forget them no sugar no uh post energy drink crash or jitters so Go out to the Celsius store locator out on the web. If you need to know where to find one, punch in your address and it'll tell you the closest location where you can pick one up. It could be a local Walmart, 7-Eleven, health and fitness store, or your bodega. 
Bodega. And you heard me talk about Amazon before. Um, if you want to get Celsius in bulk, you can go uh, over to Amazon, click on the subscribe and save and have it sent to your place of residence whenever you want. You're in charge. You're the captain. It could be a week, month, quarterly, yearly, completely up to you. Just make sure you're drinking Celsius energy drinks, the official energy drink of the Pewter Report podcast. All right, Adam, let's get into a couple of super chats that yeah. we got rolling in. Then we're going to talk about Baker Mayfield. Um, thank you to Mark Fisher, a.k.a. Rev Fish, for the four ninety nine super chat. Losing to the worst team in the NFL, parentheses besides the Jets, would be Ooh, worse than, a a, than the collapse in 2008. How does a team not be ready to focus and ball out? Okay, first of all, the Jets aren't even the worst team in the league. Um, outside of the Panthers, the Washington Commanders are terrible. The Patriots are terrible. Um, there's a lot of teams that are in the top five, in contention for the top five draft picks. So um, the Jets aren't one of those. However, that's beyond. That's besides the point. The lack of focus, which we heard Dave Canales talk about today as well, that still uh, boggles my mind. I really do not understand how this team didn't come out firing when they exactly. could have punched their tickets to the postseason. And, you know, they had their foot on the necks of the Saints and they just didn't do it. Um, I think Scott made a great point yesterday just talking about that they expected to win and were a little too loosey-goosey about it where they should have taken it a little bit more serious. I think there is some truth about a team with their back against the wall like the Saints were to come out just a bit more rabid. And I think that's what you'll see from the Bucks this week. But I'm uh, I'm in agreement in agreement with Ref Fish. Like, how do you not go out and uh and be ready to go? Exactly. And then when you look at how the Bucks have scored each quarter this season, the quarters that they scored the least amount of points are the first quarter and the third quarter. So when you look at the Bucks, it's almost like they they don't start off like rolling. They get going in the second quarter. It's kind of like breaking and, and hitting the accelerator. Like they're not going full throttle all the time, which they should be, especially last week. when yeah. you look, They could have won the NFC South against the New Orleans Saints at Raymond James Stadium. It would have been great for Bucs fans. Now, instead, they have to go to Carolina and just try not to lose against the 2-14 and 14 Panthers. And credit to Dave Canales today. I would say the theme of it was resilience and how the team has gotten to this point, having focus and fighting. You mentioned uh, before with Mike Evans, how he fights and scraps. That's kind of how the Bucks have gotten to this point. They just need to finish it. Otherwise, I mean, the outlook, it can go one of two ways with a winner or, or a loss. Yeah, it can. And, and sometimes when you play a lesser opponent, and I'm kind of moving forward a little bit with the Panthers, um, there are times where it's like, hey, like we should beat this team. And then if the Panthers come out and let's just say they go up 3 nothing, that tension tends to creep in a little bit more of like, oh, my God, like this is actually going to be a game. I don't know if it helps that that's kind of what the case was the last time these two teams met. And it was very close. And the Panthers covered the spread uh, in that one. So, yeah, you do just wish that they would have got the job done against the Saints and this one would not have made too much of a difference. Mark Fisher also says, just kidding about the Jets. Uh, thanks for the $1.99 Super Chat. Yeah, that's totally fine. Everyone can make fun of the Jets as much as they want. 
does not affect how I cover the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or the NFL in of itself because I was covering the Bucs when they had the crazy Antonio Brown game. So anyway, uh, moving on, let's get to these next couple of Super Chats. Adam, I might need your help with this one because Kyle, Kyle Miller, thanks for the $1.99 yeah. Super Chat, says Rashad and Baker hitting the squabble is iconic with the uh, that hand emoji, the Italian hand emoji. The DeVito. The DeVito. What is the squabble dance move? Is it you're a little bit no, younger I, than me, so you may, I'm not put, trying to put you on the spot, but I'm not sure. If now, I know Baker that. did one with Trey Palmer where they were like moving their legs after a touchdown. I'm not sure about this one. If I remember, I'd have to look back and see a video, but Ooh, should I Google it? <laughs> That's Ooh. probably a bad idea. <laughs> squabble. Oh, that just gives me the definition. Uh... I wonder what game it was. I wonder if it's recent or not. <laughs> Just Urban Dictionary. I do not think. <laughs> oh it's, boy, it's a pack of little people, according to Urban Dictionary. Let me try squabble dance. If that doesn't work, then okay. There's a YouTube channel that says NFL Best of the Squabble. So I guess it's a certain type of dance. Uh, we'll worry about that another time. We we got to yeah. show it. Too. But nonetheless, thank you, Kyle Miller for the super chat i am now quite interested i am more interested in the squabble now than i was oh, looks like it was a texans game Kyle gotcha said. okay um andrew adelson thanks for the dollar 99 super chat uh feel free if you have another comment we are happy to get into that um as well but thank you as always and one more super chat from furu co-op thanks for the five dollar donation says uh for the super chat says how much better do you guys think this offense would have looked if Baker didn't have to battle Trask in camp and have those extra reps? Um, Adam, your thoughts first. Uh, that's an interesting point. In the, at the end of the day, I don't think it matters too much because it was a whole new scheme for everyone coming in. There was some learning on the fly there. When you look at the reps, I mean, Baker Mayfield, he's a veteran compared to Kyle Trask. So if anything... Uh, like if, if Kyle Trask was a starter, like getting more of those reps would have mattered to him for Baker. I don't think it would have mattered as much. And when you look at his production this year, I mean, you can't argue really he's having a career season, a career high in passing yards, a career high in touchdowns. Uh, I don't think it would have mattered too much at the end of the day, especially as offense has gotten rolling in the second half of the season. You take out the last game against the saints. I think the bucks were averaging 28.3 points over their previous four or five games. So at the end of the day, it may have helped a little bit, but not too much. Yeah. I'm in agreement with you, Adam, because training camp is the time where everyone gets reps. Everyone gets to play and everyone gets to run with not just the, the, the people at the certain same depth chart as you, but there are times Kyle Trask would work with Mike Evans and Baker would work with, you know, the Devin Tompkins and the Trey Palmers uh, on the roster. If Baker was anointed the starter from the beginning in training camp, I think you hit the nail on the head with everyone still had to learn the offense, so no one really would have been at an advantage or a disadvantage. If anything, Baker had a little bit more of the advantage because he knew yeah. that offense from L.A., but Kyle Trask still would have got a lot of playing time in training camp in the preseason. 
Sure. I think on a daily basis, Baker probably would have gotten, I don't know, like 15 to 20 more reps per practice. But then again, like Baker still wouldn't have played in that preseason game against the Jets where Baker didn't play at all. And yep. maybe he ends up playing even less in like the last preseason game or, or whatever it was. So I don't think that really made too much of a difference. I don't think Baker throwing that interception looking for Trey Palmer in Sunday's game was, Oh, well they didn't get enough time in, in, uh, in training camp. And that's why that, that pass was thrown because once the start is named, the starter gets all of those reps uh, in practice, unless there's an injury going on, which we'll talk about in just a moment, but we got more um, super chats. Yeah. To get to appreciate you guys bringing in the super chats today and really this whole week. Uh, I know we give you guys a lot of compliments, but you all deserve it. Uh, this show is because of all the Peter people, and we cannot thank you enough. So without further ado, we'll keep it rolling with Josue Ortiz. Thanks for the $1.99 Super Chat who says Pro Bowl equals dog and pony show. It absolutely is. It's a yeah. popularity contest, which is fine. Um, a lot of the all-star games are like that in sports, but I think other sports do a better job of saying, oh, this person legitimately – deserves it this year one thing i do like about the nfl versus say the mlb all-star game is not every team in the nfl gets a pro bowler that makes it which is kind of yeah. crazy that again that they'll kind of give out free pro bowl nominations to buda baker where in the mlb every single team at least gets one all-star and it's like all right well if your team sucks does that guy really the oakland a's do it? they really need one yeah i think this year the patriots the Panthers, the Packers, and I want to say Washington are all teams that don't have a uh, a Pro Bowl player this year. Um, but as far as it being a dog and pony show, yes, Josue, you're correct about that. The problem is, again, this affects bonuses, incentives and contracts, accolades, and historic runs if, if, yeah. if you want to be a Hall of Famer. And I think Anton Winfield Jr., it's still very, very early, but – he is on a trajectory to be yes. a Hall of Fame safety. I would say the same thing about Tristan Wirfs. And maybe for Tristan Wirfs, making the Pro Bowl means a little bit more because there's not the stats with an offensive tackle. You can't tackle. look at a highlight reel yeah, of an offensive tackle. That you can with the that you can with the safety. So yes, it is dog and pony show, but I I still do think it is really important as well. Uh, let's move to Easy the Great. Thanks for the $5 Super Chat who says, how bad do you want to be a Buccaneer next year? This should be everyone's mindset going into the game. Yeah, I'll make one quick comment, and then, Adam, we'll get your thoughts about it. Yeah. I don't think this is just important for the Buccaneers. I think across the league as well, and this speaks to Carolina. Yes, they're going to have a new head coach this year. But for players on that team, for assistant coaches, they are coaching, and hopefully people that are watching that want to hire that person and bring them to their coaching staff. For a player on the Panthers that is playing well, but he's just on a bad team, hey, we could use that guy next season. He's about to be a free agent. But to bring it to the Bucs, yeah, absolutely. This is a big message to Baker. This is a message to all the players. Hey, do you want Mike Evans back next season? Well, you better play damn well. You can say the same thing on the other side of the football, too, and there's a number of players that we could discuss. Uh, but those are my thoughts on it. Yeah, and I just kind of want to bring home the point with the winner, if they win or lose, so much is going to change around the Buccaneers. I mean, if they win, uh, 
they're playing some playoff football, and it really changes whether Baker, Todd Bowles, and Dave Canales are going to even be in town next year. But if they lose and their draft position skyrockets, maybe they draft a quarterback and reset the calendar. And you, you never know what happens to Todd Bowles or Dave Canales. So how badly do they want to be Buccaneers? How badly do each of them want to remain in Tampa Bay? I, I think that begs a good question. There is one thing that I badly want, and that's to continue to hit all of my picks and player Maddie props, Diamonds. especially <laughs> thank you, on <laughs> Underdog Fantasy. Make sure you use that promo code Pewter. That's P-E-W-T-E-R. You'll get a first deposit bonus when you play with Underdog Fantasy. For those that may not know, uh, you are just picking on different stats of players uh, on higher or lower on certain things like passing touchdowns or rushing yards or tackles for a defensive player. You choose anywhere from two to five players. has to be one from at least each team. So if you're interested in Bucks first Panthers this week, uh, you got to pick at least one Bucks player, but one Panthers player as well. Again, you can still sway it where if you don't think Chuba Hubbard is going to have a good game, bet the lower on his uh, total rushing yard. So you can make all the way up to five picks. Maybe you think, uh, you know, Rashad White's going to ball out as a receiver again, take the higher on his receiving yards. Anywhere from two to five, you can win up to 20 times your money in uh, in a game. And it's it's a lot of fun because it makes other games more interesting. For example, the Saturday night ones. I know there's some playoff implications, but if you didn't care about either team, what is it, Jaguars, Colts, or Jaguars, Texans, excuse me. I know the Bucs have played them this season, so it's a little bit different. But if you're like, eh, I'm kind of over this. Do some underdog fantasy. Start getting a little bit more interested in it. They have it for all the other sports as well. So a lot of different ramifications to come about with it. Check out underdog fantasy. Use that promo code pewter. That's P-E-W-T-E-R. And shout out to our friends at underdog fantasy. Shout out to the super chats. We'll keep it rolling. Thank you to Mike Wells for the $10 super chat. Mike says, Matt and Adam doing an awesome show as always. Thank you very Thank much, you, Mike. Mike. Uh, greatly appreciate those words. Again, this show is so much more fun because of people like Adam, but because of the uh, comments as well. So thank you. Um, Mike continues, says, uh, if Todd gets fired in a week or two, who would be your top three mm. candidates that you would like to see Light bring in for an interview? I know I have two in mind for sure. Yeah. Um, that would be Todd Munkin, who obviously is calling the plays for the Baltimore Ravens and has a lot of history and familiarity with Tampa, and including players on this team, which I, I think cannot be overlooked. My other one is, uh, no surprise at all, Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator of the Detroit Lions. I'm going to throw another one out there that – off the top of my head, I think would be very, very interesting, and it would yeah. have to it would have to do with a coach fi getting fired as well. But it looks like the Cowboys are going to win the NFC East. What if the Cowboys do what they've done and make it to the second round, or even get to the NFC Championship game and get fired? And Jerry Jones says, "Screw it, I want something different." On Mike. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Mike McCarthy would be, I would think, just be interesting. I know there's a lot of questions about his in-game stuff, but we say the same stuff about uh, Todd Bowles. 
when he comes in, if he is the right quarterback, he's always had a pretty good offense, and he's had a lot of winning teams, man. Like, he's had yeah. a lot of winning teams. I don't think that's the worst idea. Yeah, um, I think you have a, a solid list there. If I were to name three, Todd Munkin, I think, makes sense for a number of reasons. Uh, just for the offensive scheme, I mean, the Ravens have had so much success this year, and especially if the Bucks target a young quarterback, kind of grooming him, or even if not, hey, He's been with Baker before with the Browns. Um, two other names I want to float out there. Mike Tomlin. If Tomlin yeah. gets let go by the Steelers. Him. I want him over Mike McCarthy. Yeah, absolutely no question. Yeah. I mean, former secondary coach back when Rondé Barber played. I mean, there's that connection there. And then you might like this one. I was kind of going through uh, the 33rd team did an article today of like surprising head coaching candidates. Jeff Albrick from the Jets, the defensive coordinator. Yeah, seeing him on hard knocks. When you look at guys that are more of leaders than X's and O's, I mean, you've seen what the Raiders have done this season, kind of that surge in the second half, lighting cigars after games, just kind of having fun. That's what Ulbrich reminds me of a former player, former linebacker. Hey, he can bring some passion and fire, but it would be interesting to see whether if Todd Bowles gets fired, if they go offensive or defensive because you have to kind of weigh the pros and cons of each and the direction of where the team wants to go. Or maybe this would have been my pick if I just, I just did a little search as well. Um, <laughs> as realtor, David Sussman says, I like Todd Bowles. What about Shane Waldrum from, uh, from the yeah. Seahawks, you know, because Definitely. again, if you keep Baker, then you have a guy that's kind of worked from a, uh, from trying to build up a quarterback and you keep Dave Canales, which I think would be uh, important as well. So maybe Shane Walter would be my third pick and not. And Dave yeah, Canales was also one of those nine candidates mentioned in that article in a couple years from now, I think Dave Canales still needs to get his feet under him as an offensive play caller, just kind of going week in and week out, uh, kind of being tutored by another head coach before embarking on his next endeavor, but he has head coach potential and Shane Waldron if those two offensive minds are there, I think the offensive uh, the offense would take another uh, step forward next season. Yeah, I think the prop, I, I think Canales by far and away is eventually going to be uh, an yeah, NFL head coach. I just think he needs a little more seasoning as, as like, I mean, he's still got his growing pains as an offensive coordinator. And, uh, you know, we, we saw from last week. So, uh, maybe in two seasons from now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And if it continues on the trend of the offense is getting better and the defense still is is regressing, I could see it. But the, I, I just don't think the timing is going to add up the right way. Um, let's keep these Super Chats going. Scotty J, thanks for the 499 Super Chat, says, Bucks are still trying to overcome the Houston game. Uh, that uh, that game ends up putting us in the messes. Bet Bucks big. I'm still waiting on my 1400 to one conference bet. Ooh. Ooh. Like to make the to make the NFC championship game or to win the NFC. Cause 
I think there is a crazy scenario where the Bucks could get to the NFC Championship game. I think the 49ers would need to get upset. Uh, no, they could play the 49ers in the NFC. They would need an upset in the first round. Yeah. I don't think they can go beat the Eagles, beat the Niners. I can see them going beat the Niners – or, sorry, beat the Eagles – and then, like, either the Cowboys get upset or the Lions get upset and the Bucks beat that other team on the road. Uh, but, yeah, thank you. Thank you very much for the super chat. Meets McGee with $2 says, just because, continue to put on great shows. Thank you, Meets thank McGee. You. That's our plan. We're going to continue to put on great shows. Very kind of you for the super chat and for the nice words as well. Kelly Dwight Fields, the four ninety nine super chat, says, it wasn't a battle with Trask. He lost and is just there to help get rid of Bulls. Kyle Trask or Baker Mayfield? Hmm. I'm slightly confused uh, on that one. I don't think any. I don't think any player comes in and goes, "Ha ha, I'm trying to get a coach." <laughs> this head fired. coach wired. And also, um, Kyle Trask was not drafted by Todd Bowles. Kyle Trask was drafted by Bruce Arians the year after they won the Super Bowl. So I don't know. There's, there's not. There's no reason for him to want to get rid of. Todd Bowles. Yeah. Um, but anyway, thank you for the super chat, Kelly's White Fields. You are a consistent commenter and appreciate that. He says, if they hire Waldron, then hire Foot as the defensive coordinator. I wouldn't mind that. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Isn't part of bringing in a new coach is you... Like overhauling kinda, the whole philosophy. Yeah, and you kind of like bring in your own guys. I I, I want to, again, I want to see Larry Foot as a, as a defensive coordinator. He called games in the preseason, but that's about it. I, I think he'll get his opportunity. Richard Taroka with the $1.99 Super Chat says, Buck's going to win the NFC South Division title. Boom! Boom. I love the confidence, Richard uh, Taroka. This last one I want to get to, thank you to Andrew Adelson. Thank you for the $10 Super Chat who says, How worried are we about Baker's rib injury? All right, so here's the thing with Baker. As uh, Scotty J says, I agree with Meats. Great show. Thank you so much, Scotty J. We were at practice today, Adam. And I watched pretty much every single throw that Baker Mayfield made. You were over there scouting. (laughs) I was. And things could have changed. You know, media only gets first 20 minutes to half an hour. And then the Bucs have the rest of their practice. And then we get the uh, media availability that you see on a daily basis. So... Baker at first in the warmups took some snaps, did some very, 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 very light throwing, which you can watch right here.
Okay, as you can see, you know, he's just throwing to Dave Canales and the other quarterbacks, not really stepping and driving into anything, kind of just throwing off his back foot, little tosses here and there. Um, then hey, Dave Canales could be a tight end. I he just could. Say. Hey, <laughs> great, great technique going up and saying, I'm on side, I'm on side, checking with the referee. Then, right after that, Baker took off his helmet, took off his jersey, and started throwing it a little bit, and you saw a little more oomph behind it, at least in my opinion. Uh, did you think he was throwing a little bit harder there, or am I just thinking? Yeah, yeah, I definitely thought he was throwing with more velocity there. And going back to the Super Chat asking, like, if there's any concern with his rib injury, I don't really think so. I think based on, like, participating today as opposed to yesterday, throwing, as you see, looks pretty close to simulating game action. You have to imagine Baker's going to play. I mean, against his former team, NFC mm -hmm. South Division title on the line, there's incentives also in his contract. It looks yes. like he's going to play. Yeah, uh, it, it does seem that way. It very much looked like in that last video, too, that he had the, the rib protector underneath the sweatshirt. It very much seemed like that. But there was something that Dave Canales said today. He told us how Baker looked in practice, but there's something after that that he said that concerns me a little bit. Uh, he had a third down period, you know, took all the reps in a, in a nice third down period, and he threw some accurate balls. Um, he looked pretty good, you know, um, so... Again, I don't want to give too much about, you know, the plan and the style of what we're going to do, you know, specifically. Um, but as far as throwing, like he, he looked functional today. He was he ripped a couple of balls down the field and um, looked OK. Honestly, that's going to be a decision for Baker, you know, and if he feels like I, I know for sure Baker gives us our best chance to win. You know, so if he feels like he's ready to go, like that's that's a decision that he'll be able to make. Yeah. And uh, Mike Evans spoke about it as well and said, Look normal to me. But what concerned me about what Dave Canales said was that the decision is going to be up to Baker. And I don't yeah. necessarily think that's a good idea. I mean, there is like a part of it is like you do have to take Baker's word for it. But we've seen Baker overdo it and want to play through injuries. And it's derailed his career. And if it flares up on Sunday, and only Baker knows his full pain tolerance or how it affects his mobility. 
because that's my bigger concern more than anything else is is, yeah. is like how he's able to function. But before it derails his season uh, career, this could derail the Bucks season. It really could, and I I think Baker has a really high pain tolerance. I mean, granted, he played with the Browns in 2021 with a partially torn left labrum, but the fact that it's his ribs every time he makes that movement, he's going to feel it. And, man, if he gets hit a couple times, it yeah. begs the question if he'll be able to get up or he'll just win some pain. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, could it be Kyle Trask time if – Baker, he goes out there, maybe doesn't struggle, but just the pain. I mean, at any time, it could it could just flare up. Uh, thanks to Meets McGee for the two dollars super chat. It says he's holding that left arm down while throwing. Yeah, we'll see. It's it's definitely something to monitor for sure. As you kind of said though, Adam um, Baker has a lot to play for because he could get some incentives for the amount of playing time, and and if they reach the postseason, obviously, which is important to not just him but all Bucks fans. And if he gets that incentive, that's some extra money, he can use it to invest or to save. And I hope he's using Immuni Financial. At Immuni Financial, we help you live in the now. Congratulations. We're so happy Thank for you. you. Thank you. And even though the now may feel very different, you still need to plan for the future. How's retirement treating you? Oh, just fantastic. I know I say it all the time, but you really got to come up to Colorado. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. We can help you develop that plan to keep you on track so you can still prepare for tomorrow, today. Immuni Financial. Plan ahead. Stay ahead. That's right. Immuni Financial has proudly been serving clients since 1980. They have things like legacy and retirement planning, investment banking, insurance services, annuities, sales and trading. And uh, they can help set up a college account as well. College savings account for your child if uh, they want to go to college. They got places um, all across the United States, not just in Tampa and in Colorado. They got it in Utah. They got it in I was trying to think of like a different state each time. <laughs> Um, they got it in Idaho, in Oklahoma, so in Baker's home in the offseason. Um, Texas, you get the point, North and South Carolina. Anyway, um, so give Immunity Financial a call. It's absolutely free. Check out how they can help you and take advantage of uh, this great service. If, it, if it's free, it can't hurt to give them a call. So uh, help out our sponsors and check out our friends over at Immunity Financial. By the way, make sure you check out on Sunday this do-or-die game. Everything on the line. We will have the Peter Game Day show for Bucks vs. Panthers starting at 12 noon with an hour pregame show with myself and Adam. So uh, we'll be back on the show then. And, of course, I'll be on for the live uh, in-game opinions, reactions, analysis, all of that fun stuff when the game gets going for Bucks vs. Panthers. Of course, we'll have the Peter Post game show after where hopefully we're talking about a Buccaneers win. While you're at it, make sure you follow us on all of our social media on X, Instagram, Facebook, and threads. We are at Pewter Report. And our YouTube channel is Pewter Report TV, where we have the podcast, the game day show, all that other fun stuff. So that's going to do it for us on today's show. For Adam Slavon, I'm Matt Matera saying thanks, everybody, for watching. We'll see you on Sunday for a big, big game and another edition of the Peter Report Podcast. Out. Out. Congrats, Jersey Jerry. Hold one.